Welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. My name is Pete. And I'm a lady, and my name's Diane. Oh boy, you're a lady. I am. You sure are. Yes. I, at least I hope that's true. <laughs> Otherwise, you have a lot of explaining to do. So why do you say you're a lady? Is, is this based on something? Oh, yes. I thought for this week, mm-hmm. uh, we recently watched the movie Working Girl, and I thought we could have a little discussion about women in the workforce. Oh, yeah. And kind of our experiences and what uh, we, yeah, what we can say about ladies in the workforce these days. That sounds like a great idea. Mm-hmm. But as usual, mm-hmm. let's first talk a little bit about what's new with us this week. Any stories to share, Diane? Uh, well, I finished the last two lectures that I was doing for my professor while he's away. Uh, so they continued to go pretty well. Uh, the class is very chatty, had lots of questions to ask. Uh, the last lecture, I was a little... I decided to start a section that I hadn't quite looked over totally. Um, so while I knew the material, they started to ask me some questions. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I know the answer to that. Uh, so I'm basically, I think I'll tell the professor to go back and go over those intro slides where I might have breezed over a little bit too uh, quickly we'll say, mm-hmm. rather than more in-depth. Uh, but otherwise, it was fun. It was a really good experience. I definitely appreciated some of the questions because we got talking about my area of research in brown adipose tissue. And someone asked, well, why is that, like, why Why is that important? Why is that, like, this new area of research, even though, like, we know that it's existed for a really long time? And, like, that's a very good question because you're basically asking, t- asking me to... Explain your existence. Uh, prove your, why your, your I'm job. important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you so, break out your art in Bart uh, book? Your I, little drawing book? I didn't have it with me. Art in brown art? Uh, I didn't have it with me, but, you know, I just kind of explained how, well, you know, we have uh, an obese population and an increasing number of people who are being diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. And for years, we've told them that a very easy way to solve this problem is to... Uh, watch your diet and to exercise more. And while those rules have been in place, we still have increasing rates of obesity and type 2 diabetes. So we have to figure out other ways of handling this problem. Yeah. So is it just that no one wants to do it? Is that really the issue? Um, I don't think so. I like to think that it's very multifaceted in that um, high calorie dense foods are cheaper and they're very accessible. Yes, I agree. Yeah, uh huh. And uh, they taste really good. And mm-hmm. I agree with you know, that. You know, in the fast food, fast paced environment, it's really easy to pick up these foods and it's really easy not to exercise. And even our environment is built so that we don't have to do as much activity or exert ourselves as much. You can literally open a car by just pressing a button now and yeah, you can start the car start it, by pressing too, a button. Yeah. Yeah. We don't even have to turn keys anymore. Uh, so. I really think that it's a whole combination of things that has led to this problem, which means that we probably need to have multifaceted approach to fixing it. I agree. And, you know, I think about that a lot, even just like going into a grocery store. They have an entire aisle dedicated to junk food, basically, and sometimes two. And that's kind of weird to me because I always skip it. There's always like Mm -hmm. two aisles I skip. It's like you got that one and then you got the The pop detergent and the uh, (laughs) pet foods. Yes. And it's like, so those two aisles are totally useless to me. And then mm-hmm. it's like, what, mm-hmm. 
what else is left in this grocery store? And you actually kind of have to work pretty hard to find. You have to go deep into the middle of the grocery store to get at the the basic ingredients. Because even when you're trying to buy good things, you can sometimes still end up with a bad thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of a good example, but you know, like even yogurts sometimes, like that's a good thing for you, but Mm -hmm. sometimes they have a lot of extra sugar in them. Yep. So how do you win, right? Exactly. Or vegetables. A lot of vegetables at the grocery stores are covered in pesticides and uh, irritate my gut. Mm -hmm. So thanks, grocery stores. Well, I don't think it's the grocery store's fault. I think it's, it's just the food a, industry. It's though. the food industry, societal, I don't know, things mm. that are really affecting it kind of from the top down. So I'm trying to work at it from one approach. That's what I'm trying to do. That's why I'm important. Mm. Hopefully I've convinced them. <laughs> yes. yes. But um, besides that, it was really interesting to me that on Thursday when I was doing my lecture, someone came up to me and asked me, well, are you coming back on Thursday? And I was like, well... It is Thursday. I'm I'm done all the teaching because my professor comes back next week. And they're like, wait, what day is it? I'm like, Thursday? And they're like, oh my gosh, it's Thursday? <laughs> like, I think you need to go home and have a nap, young undergrad student. <laughs> yes, indeed. I think all of the undergrads I have noticed uh, in class and in the lab when I'm working with them, they are stressed. They are tired, overtired. They're stressed. They're sick. I think it's that time of year. So I hope that all undergrads, if any are listening, that they're taking some time for themselves to well, yeah, charge a bit. Well, they're coming up to a break, right? I mean, it's it's a few weeks away still, but... They got like another three weeks to power Christmas, through. Christmas and then And then exams. they have exams. Yeah. So it really is a very busy time when everything's kind of coming due all at once. So... Well, I have no sympathy for them because uh, <laughs> I remember university and that felt like an awesome time. Lots of free time. Lots of parties, lots of good, good, good times. And then you go to the real workplace and then you got to work nine to five and sometimes 50 hours a week. And, you know, going back to school seems like kind of, kind of cool. That seems like a good time to me. From what I remember anyway. I mean, yeah, there was stress, but uh, I can tell you my workplace on a daily basis seems to provide more stress than uh, university ever did. Certainly prepared me for it. Um, well, let's just go ahead and get right into that. So my week, this is, this is a downer week, I guess. You're, you're questioning your, your existence in school or being <laughs> questioned it. And uh, my workplace is going through a ton of layoffs right now. Um, and it's not just my, my workplace. It's also like our client, our major client is going through a ton of mm-hmm. uh, layoffs as well. So there's a lot of projects I was working on with uh, some people who've been there for over 25 years and suddenly they're missing and it's like you have no one to talk to you're just getting dead phone lines you're getting emails that just bounce back to you and you're like well what am I supposed to do with this project now it's just sort of stuck in limbo oh boy and then uh you know what happens to us too we lost someone in our, our crew who's been there for I think 19 years and it's just like and he was doing four jobs at our location. Like he was so important to our structure of our business. And it just mm-hmm. kind of makes you wonder how smart management really is when, uh, when they seem to always remove the people that are running the business. Um, I came up with this analogy like two years ago where it felt like my corporation was an upside down pyramid where it's like they have all this money with the bosses who are at the top, and then the boss has a boss who has a boss who has a boss. And then you have underneath, at the very, very, very bottom, with the smallest 
uh, income grade are all the workers who are working very hard to create all the money for the uh, corporation. And the problem is they keep they keep cutting out the bottom of this pyramid, and it's like pretty soon this is just going to topple over. It's mm-hmm. just going to lose all of its structure and just fall right over because. What are you going to do with a business that has nothing but bosses and no one working for them? Until we are entirely replaced with computers, I don't, I don't see how that's going to work because uh, someone's got to make some revenue and uh, those are the people they keep getting rid of. So I don't get it, hmm. personally. I don't think you can be gotten rid of because a big part of your job is client relations and, and really working with them for projects. Yeah, so. well, that's, that's, who got, that's who was removed, though. Someone who worked in... Uh, who handled mail and courier, so he was doing delivery, someone who also ran uh, our production line, and who was also administration, so he was also in the front. He was directly dealing with these people. So it's pretty strange that someone who is handling three different roles and and always happy to, and only being paid for one of the roles, I believe a low wage was the one they said, you know what, we're going to remove you. So... It's been a bit of a scramble over the last couple of weeks because no one now knows how to do any of those jobs, and that's always fun. So I'm in a weird, like, sort of in-between stage of mm-hmm. kind of laughing at how dumb management is and watching them stumble and try to figure out how to fix the problem that they created for themselves. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm very annoyed and not uh, feeling especially... Um, motivated? Yeah, motivated. Mm-hmm. Just because of that, that attitude. Mm-hmm. And also really annoys me that there's not even any kind of acknowledgement. Like there, there's an obvious sense of morale uh, issues. Yep. Um, and I always think of it like a video game. Like if you're doing like Sim City or one of those Sim games, uh, whenever something bad happens, like you see this morality meter pop up, and it's like <laughs> everyone's really sad. So you have to go and do something to like improve your morality, get that stat down. And uh, there's like no attempt. It's like these guys could fix it so easily if they just, you know, bought a pizza on a Wednesday. It's like, hey, guys, Mm -hmm. this was going on. You know, we had layoffs. We had to make cuts. Like just communicate with your employees a little bit. Um, Maybe even just tell us that the cuts are over because we don't even know that. Mm. Um, Otherwise, we'll just assume it is. And it's like, hey, we appreciate you guys and stepping up. Boom, here's some pizza. That costs them 40 bucks. Let's move on. Yes. I, I, don't, I don't understand. It seems so simple to me if I was in a management position. Uh, I think communication would do a lot, but that's where I'm at. A little bit rough time there. Yeah, it's been a little, a little bit rough. A rough time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll get through. We'll get through. Um, of course, with layoffs, the other weird thing is they shift everyone around. So the other twist is they're also hiring a new guy. So I'm going to have a new guy joining us. Right. Um, he's probably going to be at super low... Lowest of the low uh, wage, because yep. he's starting out, but the twist is this guy, I'm guessing he's in his high 50s. Like, mm-hmm. he's, he's an old, old Indian man. Um, he's got the, the skinny, super skinny frame. Looks like he could, like, fall apart in a second, like, super fragile looking. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a little stinky. But we'll see, we'll see how that goes. We'll keep updates on that. <laughs> he's supposed to be very experienced incredibly so i hope he'll be very helpful for you at least um we'll find out but i mean there's that whole other mesh like it'll be really mm-hmm. interesting how do you bring in someone who's so old school i mean I, i'm glad that they're giving him a chance i imagine he was surprised hey what the heck a company finally hired me they're always looking for young people with gusto or whatever but mm-hmm. no he certainly has experience i assume they're not offering him much um 
they're they're not offering him full time. He's just contracts, so it's not like he can even build a pension out of this. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It's a it's a shakeup. It's always I don't know if people really take into account how uh, difficult or weird a, a whole change like that can be on a person. It doesn't seem that way. Psychologically. They just seem to be like, well, just deal with it. Get on with it. (laughs) That's all I'm getting is hashtag deal with it. It's like, all right. Uh Thanks. So hopefully it will improve over the next couple of weeks and you'll try to get back to a new normal. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's a good little segue into we're going to be talking about the workplace. Uh, yes. But more, a little bit more focus on women in the workplace. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, really that watching of Working Girl got us really thinking about this. That movie was uh, from 1988, Yeah, I, got, I actually got it up right here. I just oh, cool. I loaded it up on IMDb. Mm-hmm. So Working Girl, the main summary is when a secretary's idea is stolen by her boss, she sees an opportunity to steal it back by pretending she has her boss's job. That's a very straightforward uh, description for it. Um, it mm-hmm. has some pretty cool actors in it. It's got Harrison Ford, Sigourney mm-hmm. Weaver, mm-hmm. Melanie Griffith, and uh, that's the only ones they show me here. Who's, um, Joan uh, Cusack was also that's in it. Joan Cusack. She had huge hair, huge '80s hair. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was the first thing I noticed about the the. Yeah, the movie at the very, very beginning, it was hard to take seriously. It was just like, oh my goodness. I mean, 80s, I understand, was a different time, but wow. Yeah. What, what a fashion statement with, uh, yeah, the ladies have these, it's like they're, they need to be as inflated as possible <laughs> yeah. above their torso. So their hair is just like a giant explosion. And then they have the uh, big uh, uh, puffy shoulder, shoulder, shoulder pads. pads. Yep. And it's just like, so you got this woman who, and she looked really large to me in the first like <laughs> couple scenes. It's like, oh man, these are some, some large ladies. And then you see these little two like toothpick legs coming out from underneath that as she's like, boop, 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 going around. It's like, what, what is this? It's like a marshmallow with two little. Kind of. And they had all this picks. really bright, large jewelry, like chunky jewelry, too. Yeah, it was noisy, too. And noisy. And they would match their eyeshadow to their jewelry and have these like this like yeah. huge Clown amount of makeup, makeup on yeah. that like legitimately matched their, their jewelry and their accessories. And it was, yeah, way more color than I'm used to seeing on one yeah. person. And I don't know, like personally, I understand we're supposed to be like, let's, let's, uh, let's accept women in the workplace. But if you're going to like dress like that, how am I supposed to take you seriously? You look like a, a big puffy clown and you jangle everywhere. It was kind of mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. The sound guy, it seemed like that must've been a challenge for him because they were always dangling their jewelry and it was hard to hear some of the dialogue, especially right. when they were like shaking hands all the time. Mm-hmm. It was just like, clink, 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 clink. And my name is clink, 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 clink. Was, uh, what? And that was one point in the movie where the boss casually suggested to the secretary that she get, some new jewelry. Yeah. And when the secretary started to impersonate her boss, started mm-hmm. to wear the suits and the more tailored clothes and less of the maybe flashier, more colorful blouses. That and she got a haircut. Got a haircut. Yeah, the character yeah. really changed. It was actually quite a transformation. Mm-hmm. So that was really kind of well done. Uh, it reminded me of those, like, I guess, Beauty and the Beast classic uh, setups mm-hmm. where you set up a character is like this class. Like she started off, that's the other thing is classism comes into this mm-hmm. where she's in like the poorer parts of New York uh, and she's got her, her friends from that neighborhood and they mm-hmm. have their own little code and then she's trying to make her way into 
deep New York business life. Yep. Uh, World Trade Center exists in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole moving from one class to the other it was kind of fascinating in that way. It was. And kind of one of the first uh, major sort of points of the movie is this woman secretary is trying to kind of move ahead. And she's taken all these night courses in business. And she wants to have a higher position, like not just secretary. She wants to be one of the, you know, acquisitions people. And she keeps asking her male superiors for the opportunity to move up. And they keep um, they keep trying to basically set her up on dates. With males. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard. Like, there's a lot of stuff that's lost in this movie where it seems like things just sort of happen and it's like, I don't understand how that happened. Like, were they actually legitimately trying to hook up these dudes with her for sex? Or is it just like, maybe this guy did seem serious talking guy to guy. It's like, yeah, we could use another person. And then when she shows up, he just basically tries to get... Uh, sex out of her and does not offer any positions well he didn't seem to be particularly interested in hiring her that was kevin spacey too right that was he was wild (laughs) for about five minutes in that movie uh no it just seemed like she was constantly hitting this wall and wasn't able to uh move up advance yeah yeah so when she had this opportunity to kind of move forward with this plan Mm -hmm. she just grabbed it and went yeah i gotta take this yeah um I felt less like that was a opportunity thing as once she found out that it was being stolen from her, her, mm, her big mm-hmm. idea, which she mentioned like 17 times prior mm-hmm. uh, to other people and no one was biting on it. Once someone finally took it, the boss, and was like, I'm going to do it without you. Once she found that out through some uh, incredibly archaic version of email yes. <laughs> on these uh, old giant computers that fit like 90 characters on the screen, uh-huh. uh, green text on black, uh, then she was pushed like, well, then I got, I got, a, it's more like I wanted to keep my idea. Like I want my credit for my work. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like she was just uh, um, trying to be successful. I think it just became personal is really what it was. Okay. Yeah. That's what I got out of it anyway. Okay. I could see a bit of both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, so there was this uh, ceiling she was trying to push through. Uh, There was also some interesting differences between male and female bosses. So she had all these male bosses prior to who kind of didn't really take her seriously. They were like, oh yeah, that position, well, somebody else got it. And she gets this new position with a female boss. And the female boss who kind of turns out to be a little bit evil. Yeah, it's Sigourney Weaver, and I actually really liked her uh-huh. uh, in the role. And she started off as very, very cool. Yeah, um, and very like supportive. Those, but there was always something a little off about it. Uh-huh. Um, one of the interesting things, too, is like this movie's talking about equality, but the Sigourney Weaver character didn't hire any males. She only had females working mm-hmm. with her. Yep. And I don't know if that was intentional, but that's kind of an interesting sort of polar opposite yeah. thing to think about, right? She's a super successful businesswoman, but it's not like she's promoting gender equality either in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she's, yeah, has nothing but underlings that are females that she's totally taking advantage of too. So is she any worse than the male bosses? I don't know. It's true. And she did turn out to be kind of evil. Yeah. So, but interesting contrast. Yes and no. 
It was uh-huh. a weird movie, man. Like it was kind of <laughs> dramatic for the sake of being dramatic in some ways. Uh-huh. And I don't know. I just felt like I don't understand this version of corporate. And maybe corporate was different in the 80s because uh, a lot of it to me seems like, and I, I work in a business job, like if I went and had a great idea and my boss took it and sold it or whatever, well, first of all, there'd be no reason for them not to include me because the company would make the sale either way. Like, I don't understand that whole plot element that I want to keep this idea for myself. That doesn't benefit you as a boss or as a, as a company. So that, like, just kind of fell on deaf ears and didn't make any sense to me. Okay. Um, and secondly, like, if, for example, uh, the boss is away and I ran with one of the ideas, that mm-hmm. was my idea, mm-hmm. instead of them being, like, all upset, they might be like, oh, you moved that issue forward. Not like, oh, I assumed you found out that I was going to steal it for myself, so therefore I now hate you. And it's like, uh, I don't know. I just, it it kind of didn't make any sense. Like, I think <laughs> ultimately in real business, the, uh-huh. the, the real thing is you want to make the sale. And it doesn't really matter how you do it. And she was doing it for her company still, technically. Yes. Even though she was pretending not to be a secretary, she was making the sale happen. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't entirely understand. <laughs> I think it's one of those movies where you have to watch it and not think too hard about it while you're watching it. Yeah. They also fell in love within like four days of working together. Yeah. The secretary. And but it's Harrison Ford and he's Harrison. so charming. I guess so. <laughs> and he pees and sticks his finger in his mouth and makes popping noises <laughs> without washing his hands. Um, that is gross. Yeah, let's talk about relationships, because that was the other thing. That's totally to my point again, where Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't understand how this is even like a plot element. Like, it it seems like I don't get it. Uh, I think they're trying to say, like, there's Alec Baldwin's in this movie, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's the initial love interest of the main character, the secretary. Yep. And... uh, at one point, she discovers him, like, fully naked, just having having sex with one of her friends. Yes. And it's, like, from their hood. And then the whole time after that, like, oh, we're breaking up, uh, everyone in that neighborhood's like, why aren't you giving him a chance? Like, you never, yeah. let, him, you never let him explain himself. And it's like, what? <laughs> what's to explain? Like, and you're going to your job and people are mad that you're working? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't get that. And so I don't know. Maybe this is, again, this is an 80s thing. Maybe this is a cultural thing. Maybe it's a class thing. But I, I couldn't relate to that. Yeah. That concept didn't make any sense well, to me. And it's difficult to have this woman who's very driven in her job and seems, you know, self-assured and that she wants to advance this way and yet have this partner at home who seems completely against that idea and not supportive of her at all. Yeah. It's like, why hasn't she ditched him a long time ago? Well, and yeah, and ironically, the biggest thing he's pissed about is that she's not supportive of him at all. It's like, because he had got some boat pass and it's like, why aren't you coming with me in my boat? Yeah. And I was like, well, because I'm doing this thing. And again, I don't know, it's 80s. Maybe mm-hmm. women's roles were different, but mm-hmm. I guess I'm too far... Uh, on the other side that hearing anything else just, it just seems totally illogical to me. And then the movie doesn't make sense to me. 
Yeah. And kind of in my own, in our own kind of realm, like in order for me to do what I like to do and possibly get into some teaching or, you know, advance my career, I'm going to need your help and your support and you taking over some responsibilities for me and like, you know, us really working together. Yeah. So that just seems like, I don't even know how that would even moderately work them two together in that movie. Right. Exactly. And, and so when you say those things to me, I don't go, what? No, 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 no. You need to be home at the ki- in the kitchen making me meals every day or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, or honey, uh, w- go do your classes while I go screw your friends. It's like, I, I, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, what rate do I have? I mean, your husband, not a boyfriend, but still, like, it just, uh, it just didn't make sense to uh-huh. me at all. Yes. And that was a bizarre love triangle that should have been, like, over immediately. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then the guy gets pissed because he asked her, asks her to marry him. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not sure. And he's like, what are you doing leaving me on the line like that and embarrassing me? And I was like, yeah, you, you had sex with my friend in our bedroom. Yesterday. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so now we're getting married I'm, and you want her to be my maid of honor? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Confusing. That was kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. So ladies in your workplace, yes. what's it like? Yeah. Ladies in my workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, non-existent now. We used to have one. Mm-hmm. We had a junior designer who I believe came up in the podcast many, many times mm-hmm. in the past. Um, probably mostly for being, uh, I don't want to say incompetent, but more um, non-interested. Yeah. I was going to uh, say like non-interested. Non-committal. Non-committal. Kind of that millennial sort of, eh. I'll get to it, mm-hmm. and then totally forgot and didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Um, ironically, she's being moved and sort of getting promoted. Um, with this restructuring that's happening. With all this restructuring. She's mm-hmm. going to a new location, and she's going to basically sort of run it on her own, which seems weird to me because she requires so much uh, monitoring. Mm-hmm. That, that just seems like a bad idea. Like the amount of times that I have to check up on whether she's done something. And there's times when, like, I think I mentioned in the podcast in the previous, like there was a job that uh, wasn't sent out two weeks late. Like yes. someone called and said, hey, whatever happened to that job? I'm like, that was two weeks ago. And I mm-hmm. asked her and she's like, oh, I sent it. Sent it. And she checks her email and like, oh, I never sent it. <laughs> huh. I was like, you can't have that attitude in a business place. But anyway, that that was her character. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it, it is interesting. So I did want to share a story. Like as soon as she moved, uh, our workplace got incredibly uh, what's the word man manly uh, <laughs> uh, sexist remarks. Oh. horrible! Like just horrible things suddenly were happening. The boss is making like inappropriate jokes about clients and things. This is like what? Massachusetts. It's on the tip of my tongue. Masochist. Masochist. I think that's it. (laughs) Anyway, yes, it started getting very, yeah, non, (laughs) not politically correct. We'll just say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, masochism. I might be pronouncing that wrong. I think it's a K. Maso- masochistic? Masochistic? I don't know. 
I'm having a troubles with this word today. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't very, not very PI. Um, and in your field, graphic design, web development, mm-hmm. a lot of ladies, not a lot of ladies in general. Usually, um, at my previous places, for sure. Um, there was, but at my current employee players place, mm-hmm. and I don't know that that's uh, even, representative. I don't even know if that's intentional because, mm. like, the last time we did hiring and we got the junior designer, we had all females applying that time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, this time, we didn't have any females applying. Yeah. So, like, that's not that's not really deciding. Like, it's not like they made a choice. And it's also just very interesting mm-hmm. that the person they're replacing this really young girl with is a really old man. Yes. So it's like, obviously, they're not picking based on looks only mm-hmm. because they picked a really weird looking guy <laughs> who they described looks like a taxi driver. And I was like, wow, that's, that's really? great. That's a little bit racist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this is what's happened now that the lady's gone. It's like all the bad's coming out now. And it's just like, I don't think just, I can come visit your workplace anymore. I'm constantly rolling my eyes and going, this is, this is pretty terrible. And your, your bosses and bosses, I mean, uh, your company now has a female CEO. Yes? No? No, uh, they made her resign, actually. Oh, okay. Um, so there's been some quarters, changes there, too. Yeah. That used to be a thing. That mm-hmm. used to be very impressive. Um, uh, yeah, but that's that's not really the case. There's just restructures everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's it's an old business, and uh, it's, true. it's starting to show its colors, and mm-hmm. it's a little bit worrisome that, that they are not moving with the times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I can speak to, so I am in a field, I like to think I'm in the exercise physiology field, and it's actually been pretty male-dominated for a really long time because it was, Hmm. you know, we're studying exercise, we're studying athletes, Uh, so we've only just started to really see a a kind of surgence of female and women in sport, Uh, so it might make sense that there would be a lot of males still dominating the research in this uh, area, but there are a lot of females coming up, and I think a lot of good... Uh, researchers that certainly I've worked with, they're all females right now, pretty yeah. much. I can think of maybe one lab that has uh, a really good researcher that's a male in it, and the rest are, are females. So I think we're kind of making a push. But it was interesting that the last thesis defense I went to of a female colleague, uh, it was a panel of four, five male professors. Really? That was, uh, yeah, that was questioning her. Hmm. And I don't, like, they treat I feel always very very well and fairly treated mm-hmm. in my field and I don't feel like I've been discriminated against or uh have any kind of I don't I've I've never faced any kind of like disadvantage as being a female in a very like male dominated research area but it's just interesting that you're going to be in front of a panel of all males mm-hmm. and that is likely to happen I might have one female maybe but it's likely to that I might have. I currently have three males sitting on my supervisory committee, so I'll have to see who else I, I get. That's kind of that, just. But. That's kind of just like that's the old. That's the old school. That is still like it's still ingrained in our system. Um, that's going to totally shake up soon. Um, they're saying that about politicians, and they're saying that certainly about education and universities and things like that. Like all that old style. Uh, white old man, whatever, those ideals, 
still exist in certain fields mm-hmm. and they're like grandfathered in and they can't get out. Um, and I, I think it's, I would say politics, university education is like where it's still very strong, but I think that's going to change like in 10 years or something when they're I all think, gone. Yeah. There's not going to be any more <laughs> of that thought anymore. Like it'll be a totally different world. I think it's, yeah, I think it's an area that takes time too to evolve and change because tenured professors can be around forever. Exactly. So if they started in this system, you know, 40 years ago, they're still there and we're just slowly um, replacing them and slowly getting new researchers coming in. So I think it is like a time. It's going to be something that takes yeah. time. I and think I, it's going to be exactly like the movie we just watched where I'm yeah. watching it. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> This is illogical to me. Yes. But um, certainly someone much older than me is like, no, that's the way it is, or that's the way it should be or something. And I'm like, no, that doesn't, mm-hmm. I don't think so. And and I'm sure everyone younger than me who would watch this movie would be the same way. They'd be like, this doesn't make any sense. Um, um, what I did want to add is I remember when you were at University of Waterloo in your kin program, uh-huh. uh, it seemed like that was largely female. It was about, I want to say, 60-40. Really? That much? I think so. Is it just that uh, all the events the guys never came out to? Because like, you would run yeah. events for Kin, and it was like, yeah. to get guys to come out, you invite engineering. Yes. And engineers <laughs> was, was largely Male. male-based. Yes. Oh. Yes. Okay. Because every time I, I think- meet anyone who says they're in Kin, it seems to be a woman. Oh, nice. No, there was a fair number of guys, but I think... A lot of the guys in Kin are athletes, so they don't have as much free time to come out with these kinds of things. And I was also working with a lot of females because they're the ones that join the committees. So you might have gotten a bit of a biased view of a kinesiology program. Probably. Mm -hmm. Um, Something like OT is heavily female, like 98%. um, I I just remembered something I did want to say. Mm-hmm. When I was getting on my spiel about women in the workplace, um, we did have for a certain period of time. I had, um, I wish I could remember all their titles. I have so many bosses, so it's confusing. Mm-hmm. But my boss's boss's boss, okay, was a female for a while, mm-hmm. and that really changed up the organization. Yes, um, she was a bit of a hard ass, and in a good way. Yeah. Um, like she really got stuff done, and she made mm-hmm. a lot of my like the boss and the boss's boss really okay. nervous ah. because of the way she did things and, okay. and she was very critical to them because she expected more from them right okay um, and that was an interesting time and she's actually who got me hired full right. time okay. with benefits because um, she was the only person I could really relate to and I think I do okay. better with female bosses to be honest and mm-hmm. anytime I've ever worked under a woman she's like much more uh, logical to me. <laughs> nice. Um, once she was uh, moving on and, and, and went into a different role, we got mm-hmm. we got a very traditional old school dude. He's even got the mustache. Yes. He's got the... Yes. He looks like he's straight out of the 1950s, tall, <laughs> whatever. And, and yeah, he's the guy who wants to just have a cigar with the boys and yeah, make jokes about women. And uh, it has been... Yeah, very different in our location since he's back in. Because now the boss and the boss's boss are all like just hanging out. They're just doing their thing. Mm-hmm. And not a lot's getting done. And, and this is, I mean, it, it's just probably coincidence with all the restructuring. But nothing seems logical anymore. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just like they got their boys club. But uh, 
yeah, it's not, it's not as cool as it was. I, I do miss her. Yeah, I remember her. That's true. I, I briefly forgot about her. It's also going to be interesting to see what happens on Tuesday because we're going through an American election and oh, yeah. there is a female candidate and a male candidate. Yeah, I have to say something, though, about this because yes. um, I was talking to my sister-in-law about this and she was getting really upset because it's like uh, Trump is now leading in the polls. And I think that's horrible, okay. too. Uh-huh. But she's like saying it's horrible because America is more likely to vote uh, for a black president than a woman because they're so sexist. And I think that's kind of simplifying things. And I think it's also saying kind of a horrible thing anyway. Like it's bad if they don't want to elect a black president and it's bad they don't want to elect a woman. I don't think it's about that. Uh, I think it's a really bad timing because recently they found out all this Hillary lied stuff about this fake email that she was using and lying about all these things that may or may not lead to bigger political scandal before even being elected. Mm -hmm. So she's even like tied into some things that Bill Clinton was tied into and, you know, he was up for being impeached. So, you know, that's serious. Mm -hmm. And you can go, well, isn't that enough of a reason for people to suddenly go, well, we don't want to vote for you? Mm Because there are issues. And I think it's too simple. And I do want to warn people when they just go, oh, they didn't vote for her because she's a woman. And I would hate that that's all we took out of it. Um, I also would hate that Donald Trump wins. I don't know how he got this far. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of a weird scenario where both are not ideal candidates. In my eyes, I think they're both terrible. Oh, nice. Um, So I don't know. I mean, if I was an American, I would just make a third circle and vote no confidence. I think uh, that's always an option, isn't it? I would love. I would love to see that. But I don't know if it is in the states. (laughs) I would just love to see that that was the winner. Uh They had like an eighty percent vote of no. (laughs) I wonder (laughs) what would happen. Hillary and ten percent Trump. Like Like, I really wonder what would happen if that was. And then they might have to shake up this like only two party political system. Like at least in Canada, we have like four or five. I guess it really comes down to two in the end. Sometimes three, but this whole like red or blue, and that's Mm -hmm. it. Like, eh, I don't know. This is going to be interesting, though. I, I am looking forward to Tuesday and to see what happens. But um, there's going to be there's going to be controversy no matter what. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, that is fascinating. We will see what happens. I just thought it was interesting. I was watching a YouTube clip of Louis C.K. talking mm-hmm. about who he was going to vote for. And he mm-hmm. just said, it's just going to be... He's like, I like Hillary. He's a fan of her. He's like, I, I, you know, if you vote for Trump and that's your ideology, that's fine. But I think it would be great to see what a, what a mother could do in the White House. I agree with that. So it's an interesting I agree with that a lot. I just don't know if she's the w- first woman that should be president. And let's not just look at her as being a woman and therefore... She deserves to be recognized as that. Like, like that's her only quality. Let's look at her qualities as a person. Mm-hmm. Let's not just get... And we should never do that, whether it's color, race, uh, gender, whatever, status, class. No, there's a lot of issues with how we judge people. We should judge them on uh, what, what they can bring and not anything else. Well, we'll see what happens. We will see what will happen. Mm-hmm. All right. That was a good little spiel there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Are we all done with the movie? That, that, those were my points that I wanted to bring up about that movie. Awesome. And about ladies in the workplace and how I feel. Because I am a lady going into the workplace. 
eventually. <laughs> you say that, but we'll see. <laughs> um, fun news that you didn't bring up is the possibility of you going to Brazil. Oh, yes, that is fun. Um, yeah, so there's a, a lab that we regularly, I guess, maybe not collaborate, but we've had the professor, we've had a student come from there to our lab and work with us. And they're a really nice group of people. And he has a bit of leftover money in a grant that he can use to fly me down to help them out with uh, some of their science things and getting some stuff up and running and troubleshooting. Uh, so he asked if I wanted to come. So I'm really just waiting for confirmation of a flight being booked. We're aiming for like the first two weeks of December. And then I can, you know, get moving on my visa application because you need one to be a tourist there and, and get set and go. And just pack my things. So, so this is all um, coming together very quickly. It is. And it is. And possible I'm possible there will be another, I guess, break of no podcast because you'll be. That's far, true. Far, far That's true. Away. But I'll have lots of different stories. We can probably do like a three-part series of what <laughs> I've learned in Brazil because I know it's going to be a really interesting um, experience. Just based on, it's very different doing science in different parts of the world based on, you know, what equipment they have and how much money they have to work with, yeah. what they have to work with. Um, they don't have as many or as large a grant as a lab in Canada might. Mm -hmm. And we do often complain in Canada that we get these tiny, measly grants, but they're at least something that we can work with appropriately. Mm -hmm. uh, so you just have to make sure that you're doing valid science with what you do have. Um, so I know sometimes she'll ask me questions. I'm like, you can't do it that way. You need to do it this way, which won't cost you very much more and will be a better way of, of doing it and getting valid and reliable results. Um, so there's, there's that bit of it. Um, just a different, you know, culture. I know they at Christmas take about four weeks off my lab. I'm lucky if I get one. Four weeks. <laughs> yeah. Four weeks off. And the lab completely shuts down. It's like locked up. You can't get in. Um, I'm in the wrong field. So they take, yeah, they take a really nice break, um, at winter. Um, so it's just, you know, just, it's just different and it'll be nice to see what different looks like. So I hope that really pans out for you. We'll so do see. I. We'll so see. do I. I I'm mean, not... this is early stages. Maybe yeah. I shouldn't even brought it up because maybe we'll be horribly sad. Well, I, I feel like now there's, there's a push for it. And if this doesn't go through, then I will make a push to, do it on my own dime and just get down there and someone can house me and, and we'll make this work because I think it would be really cool to, to go there. All right. Mm -hmm. So I think that about wraps it up, I think, for this week. Mm -hmm. Excellent. If you guys have any comments about your thoughts on, I guess, gender equality in the workplace, um, I guess we touched a little on racial too or even age um, with my workplace, certainly. Uh, yeah, send us an email. OrdinaryDayPodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Yes, and uh, thank you to Field Processor for their intro and outro music. If you haven't had a chance, they recently put out a new podcast. Uh, it's a great listen. And, and until next time, yes, take one more for the road.